Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Word of Truth Outreach Ministries podcast. Today, I want to talk about, just kind of briefly, about um, when you're walking alongside someone, be sure to monitor them. As we well know, Jesus was uh, such a great example. He was a great mentor. He was a great teacher. And in so many ways, by what he did more than what he said, he taught the disciples. So today, come along with me as I expound briefly on the things that Jesus taught and how the disciples needed to take notice. So the 12 chosen to walk alongside Jesus were all unique with different occupations, motives, and characters. But he knew what was in them, and more than anything, he knew what they were capable of becoming. God knows what you're capable of becoming, overcoming, and accomplishing. But the question is, are you convinced yet? A lot of times we wait for the approval of others, or we seek validation in methods and things, even the zodiac sign, to confirm what it is that we may be going to accomplish or going to be. But I just want to encourage you today that the creator, the one that created you, knows what's best for you and what you can overcome, what you can accomplish, and what you can become. So in spite of their misguided thinking to excel in the world's kingdom, more than in spiritual matters, he did not give up on them. I challenge you to count those in God sent to you or those that he sent to you to speak to their spirit words of life. Denounce the old man, their old ways of thinking and actions. Speak life, point them to Jesus. So with Jesus knowing who he had with him or amongst him, one of the things he did often was pray. Of course, we know it is essential if you want to make it in this life, if you want to overcome, if you want to excel, you're going to have to pray. But before he chose the 12, he prayed all night. Imagine praying all night about a situation that you're going through, a problem, or anything, a need, a sickness, or where you might, or someone you love might need healing. Have you ever taken the time to set aside time to just pray all night or all day concerning the matter? So once Jesus prayed, he came to the decision of the 12 that he chosen were the one that needed to be on his team. So the decision to mentor or, or teach was very important. Every step he took, every gesture of kindness he made, every word he spoke was allowing them the opportunity to see what they could do or what they could exemplify. And see, just as you read your word and the Lord is mentoring you through those scriptures, those inspired word of God created by men or written by men, they were awesome. And they are for our example that we might be able to go forth and do some of the same things that Jesus did. And, of course, he even said to the disciples, and greater works shall you do. And so it is with us. So Je Jesus demonstrated how to serve others. He was the first and the best servant ever at the, at the magnitude that he was. Jesus was oftentimes moved with compassion because he was called to serve. He was sent here to serve. He just has so much compassion. And you might think, well, what is compassion? Compassion is a feeling of deep sympathy and sorrow for others who are stricken by misfortune 
accompanied by a strong desire to alleviate the suffering. Do you have any compassion? How can you be a servant of God and not be moved with a heart to help others come out of sickness, sin, despair, bondage, poverty, or grief? Since you have it in your hands to help them, both monetarily and prayer, why not do so? Or are you just saying, leave them alone? They got to pray their way out. I had to. They got to be delivered and not realizing if God showed you the situation or problem, he needs you to assist in the matter. Let us go to Matthews 20, 30 through 34. And I'm reading. And behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside, when they heard that Jesus passed by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And the multitude rebuked them, because they should hold, because they should hold their peace. But they cried the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, the son of David. And Jesus stood still and called them and said, What will ye that I shall do unto you? They said unto him, Lord, that our eyes may be open. So Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes received sight, and they followed him. Note, Jesus didn't ask any questions such as, Who are you? Where do you live? Where do you work? What groups are you affiliated with? Do you have a seed offering? He was concerned about them being healed. He wanted to alleviate their inability to see. So is is it with us. We should be wanting to do the same thing. We should want to do the same thing, y'all. We should want to alleviate the stress, the pain, the bondage, the hurt, the grief that others may be going through. And through by the power of the Holy Spirit that reside on the inside of us, we should be able to do that. Because we are likened to our Father, right? We're supposed to be just like him. We're supposed to be able to walk in the Spirit and flow in the Spirit just like he does. And so those times when we see others going through and we turn, we want to turn our head or say, that's their problem, it's not mine, are we really acting like the Father? Because if we're going to be moved with compassion, we're going to want to alleviate the pain that, and suffering that others are going through. They could be going through with their children. They may need a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom from, them, from you. And you might say, well, that's their problem. I'm not going to go in. I'm not going to step in. But how many times did you ask God to send the word or send someone by to encourage you? It's so amazing that sometimes we ask God to do things for us, but that we don't want to do for others. I believe that it's, it's important that if the Father can show you love and he can show you compassion. If he can show you forgiveness and, and, and all the things that you require, why can't you do the same for others when he requested of you or when he opened your eyes to see what a brother or sister is going through? We can't continue to allow this power and this great anointing that he's given unto us to help the world, to bring them out of sin, to show them the way, to just ho- to, to, uh, keep it to ourselves. Just to say, only in church, I want to thank God for being here, and I want to thank him for the power that he's given unto me, and there is no demonstration of it. We must demonstrate him every day that we live. 
when we walk and when we talk, when we go about our daily occupations. And what I love about Jesus was when he he chose his, his disciples, he chose working people. He chose men that were out there in the marketplace, men that would go back and be able to tell the story of all the things that he did while they walked with him. So is so is it with us. As we walk with him and walk through the scriptures with him in our times of devotion, in our times of prayer and meditation, and he speaks to us, we too should be able to go back and tell those that we work with and those that we bypass or come across in the day's time how awesome our God is. And not just say it, but have a demonstration of the power that he is on the inside of us. Note, Jesus didn't ask any questions about where they live and all this and all that. But all he did was want to alleviate the pain and the suffering of what they was going through. Do you want to alleviate anybody's inability to see? You've been given the power and authority to do so. When others have sin in their lives, they can't see clearly. But you have been washed in the blood of the Lamb, and your scales have fallen from your eyes. You can see, so help those who can't. Receive the power of the Holy Spirit to go forth and help those who cannot help themselves. But notice, notice that Jesus, he was ready to go and help them. But look what the people that were with them said. They wanted to quieten the voice of the men that were blind. Those who were following him, this is what they did. You know, they told them to be quiet and to hold their peace. See, it wasn't just a few people. The Bible said it was a multitude. It was a group. It was a crowd. It was a crew. It was a congregation, a swarm of people that was with Jesus on that day, rebuking those men that could not see and telling them to hold their peace. So I could say, wait a minute. Here they are. They are headed to Jerusalem, unbeknownst to them that they were going to the Last Supper. They were headed to the crucifixion. They were headed to a place where Jesus was going to be betrayed and the master was going to die. And this was an opportunity for Jesus to heal while he was on his way to the cross. It presented itself. Healing presented itself. The spirit to heal was in the midst, but it was an inconvenience to to the crowd, but it wasn't an inconvenience to our Savior. How many times do we come across situations where we say, well, no, we can't do that now. That, that's an inconvenience. Or in the midnight hour, somebody called or somebody's going through, and we, we put them on the back. But I'll get back with you. I'll check my schedule and see when I can get with you. When the Lord is saying, now is the time. Now is the time to reach out your hand of compassion. Now is the time to show love. Now is the time to show mercy. How many times have we stepped back and not allowed God to use us because it was an inconvenience? How quickly sometimes we forget our true purpose. We get caught up with our possessions, the affirmation of others, life's life's activities, and sometimes disappointments that keep us focused more on that than the work of the Lord and of the ministry. So today, I want to encourage you to stay compassionate. I want to encourage you to be led by the Spirit in the things that you do because God has need of you. I mean, think about it. What if you were blind and you needed somebody to come by and heal you? What if you knew that there was a minister in the area and and someone took you to the place where they were to lay hands on you so that you might receive your sight? And God has directed you to go there. 
what are you going to do? You're going to let somebody know to get me there quickly. You're going to say, I need this. I, I got to get there if you were in that situation. And what if you were that minister, the one that's supposed to lay hands, the ones that's supposed to show compassion and show love? What are you going to do? The crowd is here. Too many people are here. We don't need that. The healing is not going to go on tonight. The people are just going to hear me. I just want to say we got to demonstrate Christ in everything we do. We got to be led by the Spirit. We got to walk in the Spirit so God can be glorified. God needs you to go out and do the work. It's not just enough to know that you can lay hands and people can recover. It's not just enough to know that you can prophesy and speak in tongues. It's not just enough to know that you can, can give an offering and, and help the body of Christ as people go forth and do things. We are his handiwork. We are his service in the earth, and we should be doing more. So I just want to encourage you to show compassion. I want you to show love to all those that you come across because they have need of you. That's how people will know that you are a child of God, by the fruit that you bear, by the love that you show. Love is a demonstration, not just a word that you speak. It's a demonstration, and it's a demonstration of Christ, and it's consistent. It's consistent. Love is consistent. So today, when you see those crying out for help, or God revealed to you what somebody's going through, be the servant that God has called you to be. Walk in compassion. Help them along the journey so that they, God might be glorified and that they might be delivered, they might be healed, set free and saved. You'll be blessed on today and know that the Lord loves you. Take care until next time.